Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with small business owner Zorina Pritchett. She is an Army veteran that retired from the Federal Service in July 2020 and started her own business, Zoshe, in July of 2023. She created two card games, Zomatic Shift and Zomatic Shift Pass and Play. They are currently sold online at Walmart. Zarina's third game, Zomatic Shift Face-Off, is coming very soon. She enjoys motivational speaking and completed two online speaking engagements with Shay Brown. She is also an author of a children's book pending release in 2024. She's full of great stories. Enjoy. Hi. Zarina, it's Joe Domino. How are you today? I'm good. you got a wonderful story and I'm really looking forward to delving into that. And I want to begin the conversation by asking you, how did you survive the last three and a half years getting through the pandemic, and how did it subsequently change you? Oh, wow. Actually, it was very difficult because my brother, whom I'm a caregiver, he had a stroke in December of 2019, so most of 2020 was trying to keep him safe. Um, He required a lot of therapy, And, in fact, it changed me in such a drastic way. And being honest, like when they rolled out uh, getting vaccinated and all of that, I struggled with that because of having access to him and knowing how I had to protect him. And so um, I did do that um, because of my brother. I made that sacrifice for him. And then the stress of covid with being afraid for my own health and then also afraid for him, it was just a terrible um, time for me realistically and then also with my own disabilities. And I think what helped me to get through it was that, one, I had friends that I could call and um, talk with. And then just I think we all have this drive within us that when we really make up our mind that I'm going to be successful or I'm going to get through this uh, storm in my life and we make that our focus, that is what I did. I was determined to help my brother to rehabilitate and then I was determined to manage my own disabilities and just cope with the changes that COVID was producing. Um, I wasn't isolated too much because I had him, but if I'm normally by myself because I'm single. I think it would have drove me crazy, Joe. I think it really was, but um, it was very difficult. It was very difficult during COVID. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, your story, your back, your your story of getting to a point where you're a small business owner now is fascinating, but I want to get to the crux of what you do for a living. If I put you in front of a bunch of third graders, it's career day, and one of the kids curiously asks you, hey, what do you do for a living? How would you answer them? I would say I am, right now I am making these amazing games for you guys. I am a new game creator. Uh, prior to making games for you guys to have fun, I used to serve veterans and helping them to get their benefits when they're hurt in the military. But now I want to take the skills that I learned from serving veterans and my military experience, and now I want to focus on helping you to have fun connecting with your family and friends by playing amazing games. So this path of being uh, an Army veteran and then helping veterans and then getting to a point now where you're, you're creating these games for people. How did this path happen? Tell me about where you were born and raised in Illinois and, and how this path became who you are today. How did you evolve to this point? 
Well, I was raised partly in Illinois and St. Louis, Missouri. Um, if you go look at my town that I'm from now, East St. Louis, it looked like a war zone, you know, economic disadvantage. And so my mom moved to St. Louis, and that's where I got all my education and development. Um, and so what happened with how I sort of, like, evolved into this game uh, opportunity, I retired from serving veterans after 30 years in July of 2020. And then um, I did a couple of motivational speaking with Shay Brown. And then I kind of found out it was difficult at first being a new caregiver, so I slowed down from that. And so in December of 2021, I was awakened from my sleep, and I was having this dream about a game, and um, it stayed with me. And so I, because my background is also storytelling and a trainer, um, I decided to follow with what I was seeing in my head. So I developed the prototype with some paint cards and markers and I uh, wrote it all up and I shared it with my family. They liked the game. And then I decided to test it with other children and everything for about a year and a half. And then I found out, Joe, that I really like creating games. I think about them all the time. I think it was an opportunity to make another positive impact during my retirement years. Like most of us, we usually want to sit down and relax, but this has given me a new purpose in helping children, and I think it's a good fit for me now. So talk to me about, you know, you're obviously highly driven. Talk to me a little bit about heroes. Who have been inspirations for you in your life? I'll be honest, I haven't had too many heroes. Uh, if I had to pick one, it's really my family. My family was low-income, generations of um, poverty, and I wanted something different. And so I looked at their life and said, you know what, I don't want that for me. And so I did whatever it took in getting my education, trying to uh, partner with good people in my life. And so I guess you could say looking at my family's struggles really gave me the motivation to do something better for myself and my son at the time. Um, and I had this motto that I always uh, thought about. I don't know who wrote it, but it stayed with me as a young girl. And it says, if it is to be so, it is to be so by me. And so I realized that no matter what circumstances I found myself, I want to be in control of how I respond to it. I can respond to it as being a victim or I can be victorious in overcoming the obstacles. And so I know there are a lot of great people that do wonderful things, but in my life it was just looking at the people around me struggling economically and making a decision that I didn't want that to be my story. And so I was going to work hard and do become the best version of myself. And I still uh, keep that model in mind to never give up, keep trying, and you write your own story. I like that answer. You know, I was going to stay with East St. Louis. I'm a, you know, I have a jazz radio show, and one of my favorite people is my, my son's name is Miles, after Miles Davis, and he grew up there in East St. Louis. Yeah, it's a rough place now. Yeah, it was a different place then. Yeah, his dad was a dentist, and it was a different world. But uh, So 
if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? I would love to talk to Barack Obama, the ex-president. And the reason being is that so many people always come up with excuses as to why they can't pursue their dreams. And we know that in pursuing our dreams, it makes it a lot easier when we have support. But when I look at President Obama um, and I thought, wow, this black man decided that he was going to run for president. Now, surely people would say, that's crazy. That will never happen. But he stepped out there. And I think him being successful was not just a, a good testimony for black people in general, but I think it was for all people who dare to dream about something bigger than them and to look beyond the circumstances and keep pursuing. And so I would love to interview and ask him, did you ever think about giving up? You know, because sometimes when you face battles, you want to give up, you know. But did he ever think about giving up? And then what did he want his legacy to be? You know, he seemed like he's uh, for all-inclusive. But to really just pick his brain, was he ever afraid that something could happen to him? Because a lot of times when we're pursuing our dreams, there's darts thrown at you, whether it's people who love you or people who don't, that can discourage you from pursuing. great and that can make a positive impact. So I would love to know the human side of him, the things that uh, propelled him to go forward and what are some of the things that he couldn't share openly with the public that really um, got to him sometime, but how he had to overcome them. I would love to know those little small things that we don't see with the naked eye. You know, what's interesting um, in 08, I went to a rally in Kansas City and took my son, Miles, who at the time was, I think, three years old. And I, uh, I, I could see him, I mean, through the crowd, and it was amazing. There was no security. There was no scanning of anybody around. And I often wonder about, you know, there was probably a lot of places on that campaign trail for him being who he was and as unique as he was. I would also wonder the same thing, like how he would think about things like security and all of those things. but. Um, yeah, I, it, that would be – Barack is one of the reasons why I came up with this question because he would be one of the people that I would love to spend some time with as well. Um, so I'm curious, as someone that has made games, what is your favorite game? Actually, I never liked games. I'm going to tell you why. I I didn't have the patience. They just seemed like when I was growing up they were too long. I would get very impatient. Um, but we did one game I did like, and only because it really challenged me. I loved Scrabble because you had to, you know, put words together, and that was more intellectual. Um, and so that's why I'm surprised I'm in the game creation space because um, I get an opportunity to create games for people that I think that are out there like me as well as children with this digital. They're so used to things moving really quickly. And so I want to create games that are 10 minutes or less that will keep them engaged and want them to take a break from digital to connect with their family and friends because I think that is just an awesome experience in creating memories with your family and friends that can last a lifetime. And so being in this game-creating space, it's wonderful. Um, 
Yeah, I look forward to it, to be honest, Joe. I really, I love it. I love it. So every day you wake up, you obviously have a motivation to create and to be who you are. But what is that fuel for you? What is it that gets you up every day that motivates you to evolve and be who you are? It's because I want to be the best version of myself. When I was in the military, I got hurt at 19. Um, My hand got smashed. And even though it was my hand, it created such um, hurdles in my life because I was right-handed and I was always unable to do certain things. And so for years I kind of like stayed in the shadow because I couldn't bowl like my friends and do certain things. Um, and so just to know that I, when I got to a point where I accepted my disability because it also uh, manifested to other disabilities because of the hardship of being able to do certain things. Um, and so today, getting up every day, even though I'm in pain every day with migraines, and then I recently had a concussion in November uh, last year that I'm still healing from, what motivates me is to know that I'm doing something positive in life that's bigger than me and that my mind is stronger than my pain. What I mean by that is I can sit every day, Joe, and stay in my bed and say, oh, I got a headache, I can't do this, I can't do that, or I can acknowledge my headache like I do or whatever else is bothering me, and I say, okay, this is how I feel, but I have work to do today. And so I don't let it stop me. I don't let it stop me because there are people with far more disabilities than I have, and they're getting up every day trying to make the best life they can, and that's what I want to do. Despite my disability, despite the negative things that have happened in my life, I want to develop, I want to develop into the best version of myself, and that's what I'm working on. So of all of the things, all of the feedback you've gotten from your games, or even just in general as a professional, what what is one of the best fan letters or best success stories you've been a part of? Well, I have my sales and stuff has been slow because I just launched in July and I went on Walmart platform in October. But one of the stories that really resonated with me is that I was having um, playing the game with my South African friend. Uh, her family's from South Africa, so they like playing games. But she has a little son who's about seven years old. And I noticed that he's always into digital games. And so that particular night, we were going to play my game. She was eager to play it. And her son, um, she asked him to put away his digital game, and he said no. And she didn't push him like she never does. She just lets him play his games and everything. And so we were playing the game, having so much fun. And then he came over. He, I guess he was curious about why we were laughing and everything, so he came over, and then once we finished that round, he, she asked him if he wanted to play. And so he played the game. He enjoyed the game. And when I talked to her about a month ago, I asked her how things are going, and she said he plays the game with them. And so that, to me, solidified everything that I'm going through that there are children out there that if you provide them an option, a very engaging, fun game option to digital, you can get them to uh, move towards having a balance. And then I also like watching kids laugh because the game plays so differently 
Um, and that's really what motivates me about this game. It is different. It's transformative uh, from how we usually play games. And um, I know that once it gets out there, uh, there are going to be kids that are going to benefit from this, the creation of somatic shift. So what has been the best advice you've ever gotten in life? Celebrate my wins. I don't I don't know how to celebrate. Um, to me, it was always about just doing what I have to do to live. You know, I got. I think I developed that mindset early following a divorce that I just wanted to bring my son up in a very good, wholesome household. I wanted to make sure he had everything he needed. So it was always about just trying to get out there, earn a living, take care of him. And so I never knew how to celebrate the wins. I've always kept feeling like I wasn't doing enough. And I didn't realize it was a problem until my um, 12-year-old daughter, um, I asked her, does it seem like Gigi doesn't celebrate? And she said, yes, Gigi, you don't celebrate the good things that you do. And then I realized I don't know how, Joe, because I'm so driven to just keep trying to be the best version of myself, kind of trying to do something positive. So starting now, I started in the later part of 23 going forward to 24. I'm going to start celebrating my win because when you celebrate your win, it also helps to motivate you. And so you can see that you are moving forward. And when you get stuck, you go back and you look at what you've accomplished. And then it also gives you a mindset that, you know what, I can do this. Let me regroup and keep moving forward. And so that was the best advice. I never celebrated, but now I see the importance of celebrating, especially as an entrepreneur, because there's so many things that can distract you or discourage you, and you need to celebrate every hurdle that you overcome towards uh, your goals. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into, oh, a 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've led the wisdom you gain. What advice would you give your younger self? Don't settle for mediocre. Don't settle for it. Um, I did that along the way because it was safe. You know, when you have challenges, you want to take the easy road out. But I would tell her, go for it. Take a chance on yourself. Do whatever you want to do that's going to make you a better person, that's going to help you to contribute to society in a positive way. Um it's okay to recognize your weaknesses, but don't let them uh, distract you from moving forward. Challenge yourself. Grow, you know. But most importantly, don't settle to just be mediocre. doesn't mean you got to do everything to prove yourself to people, but you know what your limits are. And if you know that you haven't given your all towards whatever that may be, that there's more of you that you can give that's not going to be negative uh, towards yourself, do it. And I wish I had done that. And that's what I tell my um, my young granddaughters. I tell them, be all that you can be now. Explore the world. Get to know people. Learn as much as you can. Um, because I think it's important as a part of our growth, our confidence, and also what uh, opportunities that we can bring to the world to be a positive impact in helping others in our communities. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, um, all the people that get your games, everyone in your world, but you ultimately run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? 
Oh, Joe, that's a tough one because <laughs> that you know what? That is so tough. I'm gonna tell you why. Because and I said it earlier, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. I don't know why I always feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm slow. Um, and I know why, Joe. I know why certain things don't come easy for me, even though I know it and it's a realization of it. I think it's just because I want to be able to do things that other people do with smoothness, I guess you can say. And so I struggle with that. Um, but I have to say that I like the resilience that I've developed over time that despite the uh, disabilities, despite becoming a caregiver, that I I really didn't know that was going to happen to me because I had a plan for my life. I wanted to retire. I wanted to live outside of the United States for at least a year, um, but I wasn't able to do that because my brother needed me. And so uh, when I had the concussion, it slowed my business um, down and trying to pursue that. But then I came back and I realized that I'm resilient. No matter what I'm going through, I'm a resilient. I try to find a way to overcome it. So that would be the word I describe myself, and that's how I see myself. I have a very resilient spirit that I don't want anything or anyone to hold me back from trying to continue to develop to being the best person that I can be in this world. I love that answer. So if anyone wants to pick up the games, learn more about you, reach out, where's the best place to go? Um, well, I finally got a website, saved some money and got a website. They can go to my website at www.zochi, that's Z-O-C-H-E-Y, Zochi.com. Um, that will tell you a little bit about the game, images, and uh, how it evolved, and a little bit about my background. And then also my games are Zomatic Shift. That's the original from the dream. And then I developed a modified version for little kids because they wanted to play the original, but it was a little hard for them. And so I developed Zomatic Shift Pass and Play for children age 4 and less. 4 to 10, and the original Zomatic Shift is for 11 and older. Both games can be found at Walmart. And, Joe, I am happy to announce I have a third game that I develop. I'm just writing on the copyright. Um, and I've also delved into writing a children's book, uh, Dancing Teardrops, that also will be coming out uh, next year. Everything right now is going to be all kids. Anything that I can do positive that make kids have giggles and wiggles of fun, that is what I want to do. I love it. I love your energy. I love this story. Thank you so much for opening up and, and giving us your story today. Best of luck with the new game, and have a great 2024. You too, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Hey.